Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody. We are now live. We are live. We're live. There's the camera right there. All right. Hi, everybody. This is a special episode of Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shops Studio headquarters in Hooks in New Hampshire, where it's cold and rainy. Be sure to subscribe to us here on YouTube if you're watching us live, or on uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, or Google, or wherever you get your podcast from if you've downloaded this at some later date. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts. Paul and Pat, and Dave is not with us tonight. We'll talk more about that later, but who cares? Because we have Kendra from the 724 Lounge, and that makes all the difference. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, um, tonight, like I said, it's kind of a different episode. You'll notice the lack of bells and whistles. We didn't have the normal um, intro or anything like that, and that's because... Dave, our producer, my beloved brother, uh, is uh, ill and actually in the hospital. He wanted me to make sure everyone knew he was in the hospital because he wants all the attention that he can get. Yes. So now everybody knows. And um, Dave has told me that uh, a number of the nurses that he's been working with uh, smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. So he's been promoting twins. And I told him that if any nurse comes into twins with one of his, you know, wristbands to prove they're one of his nurses, that they'll get 10% off on whatever they get. Wow. But only if he lives. <laughs> 20 if he dies. 20 if he dies. So there you go. We can do 10 at the bar too, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we'll get a free Sam Adams. A free Sam Adams if you if you uh, take care of Dave. You have to have a bracelet though. You have to you have to have the bracelet to prove that you you are actually taking care of my brother. Do you get more than one of those things? They can replace those. I mean, just you know, I can just see. Or then you can show a selfie. Oh yeah. 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 Or Dave Dave could maybe text me a, a you know. I don't know, we have to we have to make sure there's a way for them not to just think it. I mean, twins doesn't want to just be giving out ten percent discounts to any any schmuck. Yeah. We need to we need to make sure it's legit. Sure. But if you can make sure it's legit, um, we'll give you ten percent off because you should get some reward if you're taking care of Dave. Yes. Yes. Some reward. Is he asking any nurses out for dates yet? Um, that's a very good question. He has not said that, 
Um, although, you know, I'm tempted to believe that not all of the nurses that he's had have been women. If he's saying so many of the nurses smoke cigars, I'm thinking that some of them must be guys. Yeah, okay. you know? yeah I mean, guy nurses are, are, are yeah. they're popular. They're, they're, they're more of them out there than you think. Yeah. Anyway, so we are smoking tonight, though, as we talk about the... Uh, some nice stuff here, including Dave and, and uh, why he's in the hospital. The Casa Cuevas Maduro, this is the Reserva. I don't know if there's a difference, to be honest. There is a Maduro and there's a Reserva Maduro. There's, okay, so, okay yes. so this is the Casa Cuevas Reserva Maduro. Right. It's a San Andreas wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and Colombian and uh, Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvanian fillers. Six by fifty, classic, classic Toro, and um, we're having some kind of mystery cocktail. Yes. With this, you wouldn't give us any kind of clues to what it was or how it would. It's very it. hush hush. Though. Very hush hush. Very mysterious. Very mysterious. Very ubiquitous. Very, very so enigmatic. Please yeah. tell us. We have burning cinnamon sticks in yeah. our in our drinks here well, that's quite nice isn't it the, it, the, it the aroma the aroma is very nice it's have, strangely uh, intoxicating yeah let me get alcohol well not that yeah. kind of intoxicating it's oh okay. go ahead, go ahead right? I mm -hmm. so here's the deal and here's why it was secret because i hadn't had it myself and mm -hmm. it is not my recipe so Basically, for a long time, off and on, I'm, I'm getting this, like, bartender subscription box every month. And it comes with three recipes and these tiny little bottles of tinctures, syrups, bitters, you know, whatever. Um, and then you just have to provide your own alcohol and then you make these recipes. And I saved this one for a while. Um, I thought it would go well with a cigar or a pipe tobacco, so mm -hmm. I kept it to the side. But... The box of recipes was all for mezcal. Okay. And so I chose a Reposado mezcal, and my favorite brand is Illegal Mezcal. Illegal Mezcal. Yep. Because it, it's illegal? No. I don't know why they named it that. I, why I never looked into it. I wish I knew um, the rep to ask ahead of time. But anyway. Okay. So um, the Reposado Mezcal, it has a cold brew coffee syrup and mm -hmm. some bitters and some grapefruit oil like spritzed over the top right and then a lit cinnamon stick that's grapefruit that you sprayed on yeah oh, i thought it was orange it's, it's citrus so, citrus yeah, yeah. Okay. all right but it actually is quite nice yeah actually it is and i yeah. know you were saying before the show that i wouldn't be happy but yeah. actually i am see i still a lot of key and note it's coming from the set, though. Yeah, you see, see, see right? The first yeah. sip, I said, this smells like Latakia. Hmm. Into the pipe tobacco. And I said, yeah. that's, that's, but it, it, it's not a turnoff. It actually, it keeps drawing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely interesting. It's like this, like, leathery, black, licorice pipe. Yeah, but I, I think when you do Smoky. something with a tequila or a mezcal, it's like, you want to gravitate towards like the like margarita style mm -hmm. you know so this type of tequila is this a, a, a smoky type of tequila 
Yeah, so tequila and mezcal aren't the same thing, but they both are made from agave. Mezcal, okay. Yeah, so tequila can only be made from Blue Weber agave. Mezcal could be made with 25 different types of agave. Okay. But pretty much the difference in when they make it, how it gets smoky, is they have these like pits in the ground and they line the pit with um, lava rock and they put the the heart of the agave plant down in the pit they load it up with like wood and charcoal and um they like let it just roast for like a week hmm. and then and then they mash up the the plant to like a pulp for the fermenting but that's why you know you get that really nice like campfire smoke mm. in it mm. yeah the burned stick helps with that too paul Yes, I was going to say that too. <laughs> no, it actually is really, really good. Yeah. The more I drink it, the more I'm liking it even more. I mean, I, you know, so here's the only thing you drink that you like. Well, yeah. no, but she's had one before which I like. Yes. But as far as the straight tequila, and the, the Avion Forty Four, well, that's like different. That. that yeah, that that and a few other ones that that, that Curtis brought in. Uh, yes. Added more. They taste more like bourbon or they're mm -hmm. bourbon esque. Than, than the Jose Cuervo they, type that I maybe they taste shot. more like real tequila, right? Less probably like, right, yeah. But yeah. like tequila, correct? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think of the the pairing right now before we get into things? Okay, so the cigar on its own, yes. <laughs> I got a lot of earthy, woody, with a mm -hmm. slight bit of cocoa. Yeah, me too. Now, I will say this. Um, even though it is a San Andreas, um, it didn't have the normal San Andreas flavor that I was looking for. Okay. A little bit more sweet, a little bit more of a, of a, a robust uh, cocoa note. It's a little bit more subdued. Mm -hmm. With the drink, it's believe it or not, it's pulling out like a like a little bit of a salty flavor, um, mm. which is it's not a turnoff either. It's actually causing me to even smoke even more. I mean, it's like it's kind of like the. It's a more of an amped up uh, salt flavor than we get from the Hammer and Sickle Hermitage. You know, how you, Dave talks about a little bit more of a salty flavor you get from yeah. that. Yeah. That this this is more this is more pronounced. It's mm -hmm. getting a little bit more earthy, woody, uh, no real sweetness. I think the drink is taking away any type of sweetness from the from the cigar. Which it normally has. Yes, it does. But I think it's adding that, that salty flavor, which mm -hmm. actually is not a bad thing. So I think it's helping it. What do you think, Mr. Baker Spice? No baking spice on this one. <laughs> Thank you. Aren't you all happy, people? Yeah, so I'm getting... It's... As I scratch my breast, let me tell you what I'm getting. It's got a little ash, you know, it's cleaning up. But... <laughs> it's got to be groomed. It's medium-bodied. <laughs> <laughs> Get a haircut ball. So somebody had to be wearing a hat, right? In honor of Dave. <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of woody notes. It's like a dark oak, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, is it Pennsylvania like harrow in here, or is it? Is it like? Do you know what kind of? Because it's giving me like this flavor that I've had before, and it's when I have like one of the Southern Cross, for instance, that like Pennsylvania like harrow. I think that's what it is. Is the Pennsylvania? Because I'm definitely getting like this one sucker of a harrow. I, I would guess. 
because I am getting like this black pepper spice, but before I had the drink, it did have like this citrusy finish on it. That, mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting. I've only ever really had that like WK. Mm -hmm. So the drink is kind of, I think it's bringing out more for me of like that spice and wood, mm -hmm. and then it's kind of complementing the finish with mm -hmm. like kind of a citrusy note from the, um, what was the, is it pomegranate or what was the spray? Where'd you get pomegranate? <laughs> the color, yeah. Oh. So, wasn't it dragon fruit you used? No, it was grapefruit. Yeah. I, I like the drink. I, I think the drink is definitely shining more than the cigar, though. Why do you say that? It's it's more. It's dominating my palate. More. The drink is dominating the palate. Yeah, and then the cigar is just kind of. I feel like the cigar is more so enhancing the drink than the drink's enhancing the cigar, if that makes sense. Would you agree with you that? Think, you think the cigar is helping the drink out? Yeah. I, I think it's the opposite. I think the drink, well, in my eyes, it, uh, the drink is helping me to enjoy the cigar more. Because I've had this before, and it, it's, it's a little subdued in the flavors. Yeah. Um, but I think it is helping me to enjoy the cigar a lot more. Again, bringing out a little bit more of that salty flavor. Is anyone picking up that salty flavor with the drink? Or is there, am I it's a little bit of salinity there. Solidity. 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 Exhaling. Now, now, Kendra, how do you think your drink is going with the cigar? Is the cigar getting in the way of your drink? Or? I mean, I'm not sure what I really. I, I think that it, I think it's like all drink for me. I don't know. Well, that's part of the chorus. Yeah. You want the potion as well. So it should be well, you can't call me the potion master with this. It's not my recipe, but it turned out quite well. But, it's, a very, um, it's a very nice cocktail, yes. I, I, I would absolutely agree. I would actually want this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think the reason I wanted to do this here is because would this be the type of cocktail we could sell at a cigar lounge, right? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, not, not a mezcal fan, but yes. I'm not even getting a ton of the smoky mezcal flavor, and I don't know if that's because of the cigar. It could be. Well, what, I'm, I'm sorry, getting what, a lot of sweetness. What else is in there besides the mezcal? What, what other? So it's a cold brew coffee syrup. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. yes. I think I, I think that kind of takes away from that like campfire smoke mm -hmm. that you typically would get in the mezcal, right? Yeah. You know, and that that cinnamon stick just adds a nice little spice. It's not overpowering at all, but you know it's there. And I, I would imagine it's because we torched it a little bit that you, it kind of had that kind of effect. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a good like winter, fall season drink. It has like those comforting, mm -hmm. like warm flavors. It's definitely a holiday drink without, yeah. without question. I, I, mean, I can see you offering this around the Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Right? Yeah. And I think it would go very, very well. And actually, this cigar is great with WK. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is that citrusy finish on the WK? Yep, I can see that. The, what about the new, like, original blend too, though? Oh, we have to get that. We all had one. Though. Yeah, I, I have to have it again to, to see. But I'm sure it would go well with it. Yeah, whenever they get here. Yeah, I'd say like the one thirteen. 
113. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be really well with it. Yeah. It's like that leathery note with it, and it mm -hmm. has like the sweetness from the 113. I just had a 113 again this past week. And it's, or the Factor 57. After a year of that 113 being in, like that, it, it got a lot sweeter because I haven't had it for a while. And it, it was, I was very impressed with it mm. after a year. I think the 113 is a fantastic cigar. I know Kurt still has some kind of quibbles about it, about the blend, but I, I it's one of my favorites. It is my favorite. That is my favorite 720. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, you've had it recently, right? Not in the last month. I haven't had it in about six months, so I yeah, I that's. I think you should try another. I, I, it got like this really nice, sweet, like characteristic to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with it. Right. I'll, all right, so now we've kind of given our initial thoughts on the cigar and the pairing, and um, let's let's have a little discussion here while we keep smoking. And you know, Dave Dave has been sick for for a while, and since he's been sick, I've been here, and then you know we ended up having to go to the hospital and everything, and. Um, my mom has been sick too. Um, there's stuff that's been going on, you know, in you know personally and in some friends' lives and all that stuff. So I thought maybe this would be a great time, maybe selfishly, I don't know, to talk about stress. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what stresses you out when you're at when you're at you know, I'm not asking for like private information or anything like that, but like, what are the kind of things that really cause stress for you? Slow drivers. Slow drivers. Yeah. And I'm talking to people who go on the street with them. I hate that. And, and none was more, there was nothing more egregious than this weekend heading up to Maine, mm -hmm. going up to L.L. Bean and Freeport, trying to get there. We had a whole day planned. Mm -hmm. I made a mistake of going 295 through Portland instead of going up a little further and cutting over through the Falmouth Turnpike mm -hmm. and getting stuck behind those wonderful main drivers who love to go 20 miles below the speed limit and in a 50 mile per hour zone to go in 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that just, that, that just, that. Right? of course, you know, Nicole just doesn't even want to talk to me at that point because she knows how I am. I just want to get from point A to point B in the least amount of time, and I'm hell-bent. So, yeah, that stresses me out, especially this time of year. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. more There's more people on the road now than we've had in the last year and a half. That's true. Clearly, there's people, I think, now are all out on the road. They're trying to get to all the places they haven't yeah. been able to get to all the last year and a half. So we're just dealing with that. But that stresses me out. Trying to think of what would be the. I'm sure we can all name several things that stress you out. Yeah, I mean, kind of like work, having to work, school. I think like lingering due dates, probably. Lingering due dates. So like, I mean, especially in like law school, you get big assignments assigned early, mm -hmm. and then they're due, you know, not immediately, but you know, within time, and it's just trying to 
take your weekly workload, which is already like almost a full-time job, and then compensating to be able to get the extra work done from something that's due, mm -hmm. you know, coming up. And then besides that, I'd say, if it was last year, I'd say Zoom. I think Zoom was the most stressful thing I've done in like ever. Why is Why? Zoom stressful? Law school on Zoom is hell. I don't know <laughs> what it is about Zoom, but it, it sucks, because you don't know who the professor's looking at, and it's just like, you, you don't feel like you're there. It, it's weird, yeah. like, I was so, like, I used to like, it was also my first semester, last semester too, so like naturally it's more stressful, but I would like get like the shapes and I, I would have to wear like three layers of clothes because I just stopped shivering, it's weird. I've never had that before. Like Zoom, I don't know what it was about to, Zoom. To your point, my, my youngest daughter, Ray, had her whole ninth grade, you know, via Zoom. And that was very stressful for her. Oh yeah, that's a transition from middle school too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so you're not meeting the kids, you know, you're, and um, yeah, it, it was just a weird experience for her. Plus like when you speak on Zoom, I mean, your face is on everyone's screen, you know, it's, it's at least when you're in person, briefing a case or something, you can at least kind of read the room a little bit, mm -hmm. but on Zoom, it's just, you're literally staring at yourself when you're talking, it's just, now, when you're on Zoom and you're you're in law school, and I, I know you're all dressing up for that. You have to stand. You even have on to, Zoom. Even on yeah. Zoom, you, you have to you have to stand. You have, we have to stand. You have to stand. So, yeah. so you couldn't like have your nice Oxford shirt and tie and just be in sweats or boxers. A lot of a lot of kids. To, you had to be in the whole getup. A lot of people didn't dress up for Zoom. Like they'd have like spaghetti straps and stuff like that. I always dressed up for it. <laughs> But, yeah. He wore his pants for his own. I have pants on. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get a charge. That's, that's great. Thank you. We're, 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 we're glad for that. Um, <laughs> so were your classmates, I'm sure. Well, my some knowledge. of them. To my some knowledge. of them were probably disappointed. Oh. Get the briefs on. They had briefs on, Paul, thank you. Pat's briefs were on. <laughs> um, Kendra, what about you? What, what are the kind of things that really kind of so I would say I would say that I like to be in control of my environment. <laughs> so I might feel like things are out of control and that starts like the slide. Then I start getting really unpleasant. So you hear a tea kettle going up <laughs> Yeah. So like for example, <laughs> when we had our barbecue at work, right? I was not in control of that environment. And no. so it was like I could barely breathe. And, you know, just, I don't know. I just feel like Virgos are perfectionists. And if things aren't like going exactly my way, or if I'm not like in control and everything is going smooth, instant stress and swears and stuff. Now, I would think that working at any bar, even even a, <laughs> a high-class place like Twins... You'll understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that are, like, naturally going to be kind of out of your control at, in a bar setting. How, how do you... 
I mean, should you like be in finance or something like that if that's what you want to be in control? I mean, why be with a bunch of drinking people? <laughs> She's a dominant woman, that's why. <laughs> well, Damn it. That much is certain. I don't, I don't know. Um, because previous to my bartending career, I was in retail management mm -hmm. and that also it's like I had my staff and mm -hmm. everybody was placed accordingly, you know, on our floor plan every day. Like, yeah. you know, we had a graph and this person will be in the fitting room and this person will be at the cash register. And as long as everything was smooth, nobody called out, everyone was in their role, mm -hmm. then we were in control. And it could be busy, but we were all working together. Mm -hmm. So it's just that small little thing that can go wrong in your plan mm -hmm. that, you know, then everything is aft in my mind, right? Yes. I'm just yes. not, I'm not a relaxed person. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see her when she's talking about it's rebel or whatever it's. Talking to Rebel? You yeah, mean, but, you mean like, like on the all phone? the computers. Like, whenever there's a tech, right? I honestly think the poor guy that answers the phone, one, who is this? It's Kenya from Twins. Oh, here's my manager. It's your problem now. Oh, You're like, oh, gosh. God, what's wrong now? <laughs> Pat, you take the phone because I can't. And then I take the phone, the guy, don't you he got assaulted. Okay. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's just all kinds of Sorry, right, she's gone. When you have a bar full of people and you lose internet and you run off of internet, mm -hmm. they're asking me to like crawl on the floor and, and, and follow wires back to back the computer. Oh, I'm like, yeah. excuse me, no. I remember, uh, remember what, a few weeks ago when Facebook went down? Mm -hmm. That everyone was complaining how the internet had stopped. Yes. And I'm like, well, the music is still playing, the the system is still up, the TVs are still on, the internet is not down. It's something else. And lo and behold, you know, it was Facebook and Instagram that were down, and therefore the world had stopped. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it was just it was funny watching people. They didn't, know what to, so they didn't know what to do. They yeah. were so confused. Yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. You know, the thing, I, I'm kind of very much like you in a lot of ways, Kendra. I like to be in control of things. And in the retail place, you're not always in control. And when you're, um, you know, one of the things I really like, you know, working in retail is people come in and kind of have a at least a general idea of what they want, that they get what they want, or they ask you questions, you help them out, you give them what they want, and, and everybody's happy. It's, you know, you were saying slow drivers stress you out, slow, slow shoppers stress me out. Correct. It, you know, when, mm -hmm. when people come in and, you know, they've, they've made their third lap around the shop, and I let them know, you know, hey, you've been around the shop three times, you've gotten in your steps, can I maybe help you find something, make a suggestion? What are you looking for? No, no, I'm just enjoying looking. Mm -hmm. And Tell at that point, there's nothing you can do. You just have to stay and, and watch and stuff like that. Kill just, time. Yeah. And then it gets stressful at a point, too, because then you start thinking, like, why are they taking so long? Are they really looking? Or are they mm -hmm. Yeah, things they're stealing. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they could <laughs> be. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's not unheard of. 
I mean, you, you do need to you do need to watch, yeah. and that's I guess the thing is I when I'm when somebody's in the humidor, I'm my eyes are on them, not because I am so distrustful thinking they're going to be, but I want to make sure that I'm attentive if they have a question or if they turn around, they're not having to get my attention. Yeah, I mean, you know, but there is a part of that where you do want to be mindful of, of now at the at the Hoxit store here uh, most of the cigars are behind glass uh, humidors so it's a little bit easier to be relaxed about that because they have to slide everything open if they're going to get something but um, you do still need to be mindful of that um, you know I, now when things get, you know, kind of out of control, how do you stay level-headed in those situations? You, yes, you're exempt from this part of the conversation because you, you, we know you don't. It <laughs> causes mental trauma everyone next door. But you got you know, and I think, I think, well, here, here's the thing, you know, when, when things are stressful at, at home or whatever, you have to come to work, you kind of, need to put that behind you, you know, and put on your happy face as best you can. Mm-hmm. You know, how, 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 do you, how do you do that? Or can you do that? You have to breathe deep and just say, it's just not worth it. You have to remind yourself that you'll get there you may get there late, but you get there. <laughs> um, but in, in my case, with the slow drivers, it's just look. If, if there's no way around, I'm just going to have to take a deep breath and go their speed <laughs> until such time as an opening appears. <laughs> and then it's gonna, gonna. <laughs> yeah, yep, no, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to have to. As, as, as Nicole would say, grow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be a road rage kind of guy. I'm not road rage, Kendrick. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I'm sitting there, like, again, usually, and again, I don't know what it is, but whenever I'm with Nicole, we always end up getting stuck behind someone. Nicole makes sure he's never and she's so She is super level-headed when she's the passenger, but mm-hmm. she will, she doesn't, she will not admit this as much, but when she gets behind the wheel, she's similar to me. <laughs> but that's why she has me drive, so that way she can be the right, she can be the, the, the calm one. You know, I've, there was... She'll there, talk me off the ledge. There was, a, there was a season a number of years ago where, for whatever reason, I was getting tickets left and right for, you know, whether it was speeding or whether it was going through a stop sign or whether it was having, you know, your your sticker out of date or whatever and it got to the point where I had to go to driving school and if you've ever been to something like that it's it's horrible especially if you're you know kind of like myself where you've you've made some stupid mistakes but you're not you're not you know a constant bad driver you're not constantly wrecking your car drunk driving the whole night everyone else in the class is like there because you know, they've killed somebody or, you know, they've, they've, this is their third drunk driving offense or, or you know, and so I'm like, uh, this is, I'm here because my, you know, my inspection sticker wasn't valid. <laughs> That's why I'm here, you know. But um, that made me, I do, not, I do not want to repeat that again. 
And because, um, you know, I, I, they took my license for 60 days and I had to go to these classes every week and it was, it was crazy. So I'm very good now at like watching my speed, making sure I'm not just hanging out in the passing lane. You know, I'm very good that way. And um, Mandy is a passing lane person and likes to likes to have the pedal down a little bit. Yep. So if she's following me somewhere, she's honked at me to like and and beamed her lights <laughs> and she's passed me and then calls me on the phone and says, Why are you driving like a grandma? I'm like, I'm going 75 miles an hour. What are you talking about? Grandma. But you know, I'm just I'm just gotten to that thing where I don't want to go through that process again. So I'm not going to go 80, 85, even if I think I could, because I want my points to go down. I want to be in control. I don't want to lose my license. Right. You know what I'm talking about? The states that have the higher speed limits mm -hmm. have the wrong drivers living in them. Yes. Maine, for the most part, if you stick to the main turnpike or 95, is 70. The maximum speed limit is 70, but most everyone goes at least 80. If you're not going at least 75 or 80, you're going to get killed. I passed, <laughs> I passed by a state trooper on Saturday going mm -hmm. 85 miles an hour and 70 miles per hour on the knee and flinch. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, apparently, I'm, in the, <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. Now, you know, we all use like uh, um, the GPS stuff on our phones and stuff like that when we're going places. You know how, you know how it, it'll tell you if there's a speed trap ahead? You guys pay attention to any of that? No. I never hear that. No. You never hear that no. on your thing? No. I, I, I get notifications. There's a speed trap, and then it asks me to tell it if it's still there. Really? Yeah. And which I think is ridiculous because it's actually telling you to stop driving and point at your which you're not supposed to do but you know it, and half the time it's there's nothing there but nobody else has experienced that nobody no. you're, you're no. being you're being mom i know like well he's mom a lot i know i know like what the app is he doesn't want to incriminate himself He's in law school. Well, I know what the app is. I just can't. I'm trying to get the name of it. It's it like, called Google Maps. No, no. There's, there, there's a. There's ways to. Ways. That's what it is. Yeah. Because yeah, my roommate used to use it, and I mean, I, I personally. Use that, but Mandy loves that. I personally don't. I mean, I, 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 I drive like I, I keep myself pretty reasonable. I don't really. And then you're even in your new car. When I get it. Are you getting it yet? I, they're getting the title this week, so I should have it. That, that may change once you get it. It yeah, might, might be a passing lane driver. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to stop New Era, but the, the, red, gonna, the red Lexus, maybe. Right. Are you going to have, like, Deadpool lights on the bottom of your car? <laughs> what are Deadpool lights? Well, like, you know, you, know, you know, Kelly, Shamath Wright, she, her car is like this... Iron Man Marvel car. And when you open the doors, there's this light under the door that shines Iron Man's mask down onto the pavement. Well, I'm serious? Serious? I'm serious. Really? Yeah. What? 
Maybe it's, it's, it's you know it's cool, but it's not like it helps you see where you're stepping. <laughs> but yeah, you'll have to, the next time she comes up, you'll have to you have to you have to yeah show you. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm sure you're looking for but but Deadpool lights <laughs> on the uh, new Lexus. Are you, gonna do that? are you a Deadpool fan? I like Deadpool. Right. I think, I'm pretty sure there's like a, a Lexus logo that's illuminated on the ground open the door. Mine is a logo of my car too. Yeah. It's pretty stock now, Dan. So it's it's pretty stock. Joe, the time. Yeah. My my Toyota doesn't doesn't have that. My Jeep doesn't either. Now, you, we've probably all had people try and tell us how to deal with. It when we're stressed out, right? You should try this. You should do this. Why are you it? Is there are there things that people have said that you either you found in your own experience just don't work for you, or things that you hate hearing that actually makes it worse? Um, <laughs> calm down, calm down. Oh, there was there was a night that. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, I already know. Yeah, so there was some customers that had some t-shirts made that said, Kendra, is everything all right? Because they made the mistake of asking me if everything was all right on one of my nights. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually made t-shirts? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Because when they asked me if everything was all right in this particular night when <laughs> I wasn't all right, then, the, you know, I snapped at them a little, so... But they're regular is that, you know, I can say that too. You could, they could take it. Yeah, and then they had t-shirts made, so obviously they thought it was funny. <laughs> what, about, what about you? So typically most of my stress comes from like anxiety or something I need to do. Mm -hmm. So I guess the only times I've gotten irrationally frustrated is when someone's trying to like bar me from doing it the way I want to. So it's like... If, I mean, if I have a game plan set up to get something done, if there's some kind of, like, obstacle that's put in that that mm -hmm. prevents me from doing it the way I planned, I would get, like, really pissed. Yeah. I have to go back to maybe a few years when uh, something, someone would, or something would get in my way. Most likely it's someone who gets in my way of what I want to accomplish or get to no let's get back to the driving here for a minute and I was with my mother oh oh staunch Catholic that she is staunch Catholic the first thing she would say is Paul pray for them and that would just set me right <laughs> the last thing I wouldn't say it to her but I'd be like just steaming inside saying the last thing I want to do to this guy is pray for him <laughs> but she's right you know yeah she's right yeah yeah um, you know I I'm I guess again I'm kind of like Kendra I, I, I don't want people telling me to it's it's okay it's gonna get under control it's not if it were okay, I'd be okay. Don't tell me that it's not, you know, it, it, all that, you know, I, I, look, I mean, you all know I'm a Christian guy, you know, all things work for the good of those who love God and everything. I believe that's true, but don't quote that freaking verse to me when things are all going bad. I don't want to hear it. 
want to hear it right now. It does not help people. Just pat me on the back and let me be me. There you go. All right. Um, now, that brings us to the last question, which I brings these back to cigars. One of the, and, and that's how do you deal with stress that you have? And one of the reasons I love cigars and one of the reasons I enjoy pipes is because it helps me deal with the stress. You've got the, the fact that when, when you're enjoying a cigar or a pipe, you're taking time to sit, you're relaxing. It really is, I think, aromatherapy. And, you know, this drink is particularly aromatherapy with the, the spritz of the grapefruit juice and the burnt cinnamon sticks. Grapefruit oil. Grapefruit, grapefruit oil, excuse me. Is there oil in grapefruit? What is in the peel? Yeah. And that's all they get is what's in that little tube? It was a you tiny know? little spritz. It's a tiny little spritz, but I mean, is that that's all like from one grapefruit? Know how they take oil out of the grapefruit, but you know. the skins, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's just got yeah, to feel. feel yeah. yeah, but how do they extract it? I don't know. Tiny well, if you don't know, how would, how would we? Yeah, we could probably find out. We probably could. It's probably on YouTube somewhere, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, you know, one of the ways, you know, I, and I've, I've, I've had a lot you know, going on. Like just just in the land let's say since July, you know, my wife has broken her leg. I've had two girls in the hospital, two of my daughters in the hospital. My mom's had COVID. Dave and his two sons have had COVID. And there have been that's created, you know, we've had three people leave the the shop mm -hmm. so we've had to scramble to cover things so there's been more to do here and I know you've had the same thing up at the bar you know so there's been a lot of added stuff so when I get home one of the first things that I am doing I did this last night I'm doing it again tonight is get in front of the fireplace pull out a nice cigar or a pipe pull out a bottle of something I have that old forester hundred proof mm -hmm. at, at home and I light light the fire in the fireplace, sit back in my chair, put my feet in front of the fire, and light it up and just chill. And the cigar and the, the aroma of it or the pipe and the aroma of it, a little bit of don't be drinking your sorrows away. That doesn't do you any good. But a little drink to wet the power up that that could be nice. That's what we're doing here. You know, um, that really helps me be able to come around the next day and put a smile on my face when I'm walking the door and leave the trouble behind. Yep. Um, and so that's how I deal with stress. How do you guys deal with it? And if it has something to do with cigars or pipes, that's great, you know, because that's what we all talk about. I'm assuming that's not necessarily the case with you. Although maybe maybe a fat bottom Betty would really help every once in a while, I'm not sure. <laughs> what do I do? I think um, if I have the opportunity to go home to unwind, then I like to, to cook and I mm. 
pour a glass of red wine and I cook. So that is something I enjoy to do. I go home and I get into something comfortable and just start cooking and maybe listening to like a podcast or something. Not just long show. Usually true crime. <laughs> Usually true crime. <laughs> so if if Matt ever comes home and there's this huge five course meal waiting for him, he knows you've had a really bad day. Is that what you're saying? He knows if I'm not working the night shift, there's always going to be a meal made for him because I enjoy to do that. Mm. So, but it that's does help. Way, that's that's how one of the ways you, you yeah. relax is cooking. Yeah. Do you relax at all? I mean, you're so you're wound so tight, you know, like you could. <laughs> Someone let you loose, you'd be like all the way over there. Do you have any free time? Because based on what you told us, you don't. At the moment, I don't. Yeah. Like, like I said earlier on in the show, like when I first started, you know how stressed I was during the class I was taking, based on how many burn marks are on the pages of the book mm-hmm. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the way I combat stress is when I don't have free time, like pretty common here and it goes back to even like football like when I be stressed for a game I mm-hmm. always show up early and that's just like whether it's like a first day on job that I haven't done yet I'm stressed about I always show up early even if I'm like in an empty room like for instance like zoom I'd always have my stuff ready to go and I'd sit down an hour early and I'd read through my cases and even I got call on mm-hmm. so for some reason that hour of sitting there waiting just kind of makes me feel like I'm ready for it. That's why like for football games I show up early and stretch and you know just sit on the field and stuff like that. That's always been kind of how I've combated it. But now I just, you know, when I'm briefing, I'll have a pipe of cigar going, I'll burn the hell out of the pages, screw up my return book and everything. <laughs> but you know. they, some of your pages have gotten very dirty. I know that. Mm-hmm. We all have our ways to deal with stress. No. Dave wasn't there, so. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Paul, what about yourself? Well, back when, when the weather was decent and we had more light at the end of the day, I would come home from work and go outside and have a cigar and maybe a little shot of bourbon or something and with Nicole and we'd go out and maybe just hang out on the porch for an hour and that would definitely relax me. Mm-hmm. Now that it's you know dark out, cooler, and I've been working a lot of night shifts because of again the lack of help. Right. Um, I don't have that luxury. So lately what I've been doing is going home. It's usually Nicole, she's a cook, so she'll have something for me when I get home and uh, get in front of the TV maybe and a lot of times, either throw on a comedy because mm-hmm. that is always a, a great stress reliever. Just laughing, right? yeah. Yeah. or if I'm by myself, if she's up, she's doing work or whatever, or decides to retire, go up to bed and read. Um, I like to throw on a, a YouTube video that I've uh, or a series I've been kind of interested in. Just, just, just to chill out is nature relaxation films. Mm. It shows it's this does no one's talking the. Uh, the videos talk for themselves, and it's usually some place in the world where they're just filming nature. Yeah. Even for just like 10, 15 minutes, it just relaxes the heck out of you. And you just, have that on at work. I sometimes. do. I'll throw that on at work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's either going to be either that or there's a. They do a lot of underwater. They mm-hmm. do a lot of underwater life, uh, turtles or fish or whatever. It doesn't matter, and it yeah. just relaxes you. Water in general. If you can, yeah. if you can film 
water, undersea life, it, that relaxes. That's why people have aquariums at home. Right. Or in the office, that relaxes the patients, relaxes the people there. So I'm a big believer in that. Should we put that on on Tuesdays? Like upstairs and downstairs, like. I, I think you should show. I think you should have a TV dedicated to that. Kendra. Maybe it would help Lisa. Sean too. They help you on Saturday night. <laughs> now, do the puppies help you relax? Mm. You have a, a clutch of oh, they do. dogs at home, puppies, yep. little little whippersnappers. Yeah, yeah. Those do are... they help you relax, or are they more of a like little two-year-old children that you constantly have to reprimand. The Frenchie is is a psycho, but you know, <laughs> your mind is you forget about everything that just happened in the day when you're in my house because there's just craziness going on. But she's a puppy. Yeah. So she's gonna be a little psycho. Yeah, she is really a psycho. Does she have <laughs> does she have a little something that she likes to play with with you? In other words, like a little toy that she wants you to play with. Her? Mabel's gonna eat my whole house. She's using the teething phase right now. Yeah. yeah. She's gonna eat everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's like pieces of foundation that we found in her bed. Like she just, I don't even know yeah. where she finds half the stuff she does. Yeah. One of the, our Urza, who's been teething, she she ate off the corner of one of the stairs. Mm -hmm. You know, I come yeah. home every night and there's a new massive cardboard and shredded something or other that she's gotten. Yeah. And it's 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 both annoying that the dog did it and annoying that it was left. <laughs> but such is such is life with teenage girls going through all their crap right now. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm just happy that she's not eating her poop anymore. Oh, that is that is good news. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get licked by a dog who's just been no. eating poop. A lot of puppies do that. I don't know, yeah, I, I don't know why that is, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Speaking of eating poop, you know, we have this, you know, <laughs> you know my cigar confession again is that is that again, today, I had a customer come in and buy a cigar and go <laughs> and then ask me for my car. Yeah. And, and I, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more aware because, you know, my you know, brother has COVID and he's in the hospital, you know, but I'm like, it, it, I just looked at him and I said, no, there is no cutter here for you. You can buy one for $5 if you'd like. And he looked at me and blinked and said, well, I have a cutter out in my car. So he went out to his car and got his cutter. But I just, I was just, I don't know why people continue to do that. And why they think that, you know, at least sneak it. I mean, don't just in front of me and then I ask for my cutter. That's, it's gross. Was he aware that he was doing it? I don't know that he was aware. I know that he was deliberate. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Pushing it in your face. That he, was... I, he, he did it right in my face. I don't know if he thought that this was like proper cigar protocol, but we've talked about this before. You do not have, licking your cigar is something that 
you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, like back when Clint Eastwood was young, um, humidors did not function the way they do today. And so you'd have to moisten your cigar to get it, to get it nice to cut or it would all snap apart. That's not how it is these days. You don't need to do that. Just take it, snip it, and then put it in your mouth. Because either, you know, either, why would you want then somebody else to use that same cutter? Or why would you do that and give it back to somebody? It's just, I, I just, I've never understood it. And I know we've talked about it before on the show several times, but it, 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 it amazes me how people do that, especially given the, the times that we're in. Just need a constant reminder. And you know, I mean, to, to you know, bring back the dog into this, you know, I don't know where your mouth has been, you know. So I mean, even if we weren't doing COVID, you know, I don't know where you were five minutes ago or what you were doing. I, I, I just don't want that. Well, I don't think anybody does. You're going to play devil's advocate. I do. I have one. Well, I'm going to do a comparison to something I think is equally gross. Okay. That's common. Yeah. I used to think when I used to go to church religiously, I used to think communion was should go to church religiously. Well, I think sharing the wine glass (laughs) is disgusting. To me, there's no difference between the cigar thing and then how they just take a little wipe and they wipe the glass. Do they still do that now? Well, before before COVID, I'm sure they still still do that. I don't think they do it now, but, but there are some traditions where you go up and you do drink out of one glass. To me, that was disgusting. Yeah. I used to never do it because I would get the, I would get communion, but I wouldn't do the wine because mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. disgusting. Well, in my church, in the Catholic church, when I was growing up, that, if I was an altar boy, that, that was expected uh, specifically on uh, the uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, during during the week, like, they wouldn't do that way have the time, but during the weekends where there was more time uh, dedicated, absolutely, and certain priests would absolutely have a huge chalice full of wine, no no water, all wine, <laughs> wiping that off, and there'd be a line of people. Like, your opinion of how people lick a cigar is probably yeah. the same opinion so, that they have yeah, when exactly. you don't share the wine. Yeah. Well, speaking to that, in my congregational slash Presbyterian uh, pedigree of Christianity, everybody gets their own little shot glass. So there's none of that none of that crap in my church, let me tell you. No it makes it makes it a little bit more complicated because you've got two hundred little shot glasses and you gather up and throw them out and you know. But um, but yeah, yeah, I, I've never had to deal with that. As a matter of fact, when I was like um, the one of the problems that we have is that, you know, you come in this tray, this round tray like this, and there's probably 50 of these little quarter ounce shot glasses that are full of juice or wine, depending on what church you're at or whatnot. And it gets passed around. Everybody takes their own cup. And I remember when I was young, like eight or nine years old, I was, my dad let me take communion for the first time and I was looking for the glass that had the most in it and I went for it and it was stuck and I like twisted it and it popped out and everything was everywhere 
And the guy who was holding the thing just looked at me and said, I've been waiting for years for that to happen. <laughs> you know? But I was just like mortified right there. Everything had just gone on. Like grape juice all over the floor. Grape juice. It was grape juice. That was at Baptist Church. You don't find uh, alcohol in the Baptist Church. That's just how it works. You know, Baptist Church, you know, you go to the picnic and it's going to be all Pepsi or, you know, soda pop or iced tea or something like that. You go to a congregational church and there'll be a hidden uh, ice chest with maybe some beer or maybe an unmarked iced tea container with some beer in it. You go to a Methodist church, there's going to be wine. If you go to a Presbyterian church, it's all hard. I remember the first time I went to, the first real exposure I had to like hard spirits was at a Dinners for Eight at a um, Presbyterian church that, that my wife and I were, were involved in. It was my wife, we were, we were young, we were in our 20s, we were, this is down in Florida, and it was the, we thought it would be a great way to meet people in the church, somebody would host, you know, a dinner with, with four other, with four couples, and everybody brought something, and hence it was called Dinner's for Eight, you know. Mm -hmm. Now it turned out we were like the youngest people there by like 50 years, anybody who'd done this. But I remember the first house we got to, there was a table about twice as big as the table here, and it was full, I mean three layers deep full of liquor. And I had no idea what any of it was. And everybody was going up and getting something. I, 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 I ended up taking a glass like this, and I said, well, that bottle there looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And so I poured myself a glass, <laughs> four fingers. I took one sip, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be drinking this all freaking night long. It was B&B, B&B, Dominican Accord. Now, in truth, the very next night, I went to the liquor store and bought a bottle of that stuff because I liked it. I thought it was the neck of the gods at the time. But I nursed that glass for about three hours. Probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you all glad that I shared that? No. We, don't so, have, we probably don't have any viewers anymore. I <laughs> to expand on it, but... Would you rather, I don't would you rather now, mm -hmm. would you rather be the last one in church to sip from the wine or, <laughs> or use a cutter that someone just freshly cut their cigar with? At least with the wine, there's some alcohol in it. Yes. So there's a lot of backwash in it, too. Mm, I don't know about that. They put a lot of wine in there. In backwash. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like those like older people. They're both. They're both. Let's not group. Let's forget. When I was an altar boy, we would always have to stand next to the priest with the additional liquor of well, wine in in the containers there. So when he nodded to us, we just poured more in, and then he continued on the line. And then the last person, he would just nod to us to dump the rest of it in, and that last person got the most. Well, in this hypothetical, so, it's going so, off. So I, wouldn't, I would not mind being the last person. Going, on my in church, my church, more fresh. In my, in, church, in my church, they had one 
jug that they use for everyone. So I'm saying, would you be the last person to take from that jug, or you cut your cigars one like, with a cutter that someone just freshly like wine? Well, technically, being Protestant, they wouldn't be allowed to take the wine, so I'm kind of exempt from that. <laughs> I have to deal with it with your guys. What would you do, Kevin? Would you rather cut your cigar with a thing or drink the wine? Last. <laughs> Last. I'm going to go for the wine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Again, because there's at least some alcohol in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See? Uh, See? <laughs> there you go. Actually, it's a tough one. I'd probably go. Go to the wine pit. Good stuff. Live a little. Good stuff. I need to swipe that water off after. Oh, yeah, you could. You could. So. That's why it's a tough question. I'd probably go with the cutter. Swipe it off. It's no backwash. You know how hard it is to get genetic material off of things? Don't you watch crime TV? backwash. You know what people have going in front of you? Like yeah. some canker sore or something. Yeah, you get, you get herpes. You want herpes then? Is that why you have a beard? Yeah, to cover my herpes. Yeah? Yeah, that's why. These are things that the previous generation never had to worry about. Mm-hmm. Herpes? No. No. Don't <laughs> worry about backwash or any of that stuff. They just parked over. They just did it yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the final uh, verdict here on the um, Casa Cuevas uh, Reserva Maduro? Well, I got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed the drink. Yeah. Very, very much. Thank you, Kendra, for, for, for bringing this. And do we have a name for this yet? It's called Mystic Brew. Mystic Brew? Is that your name, or is that that's yeah. the name of the came with? Okay. No, I thoroughly enjoyed the drink. Mm -hmm. um, I've had the cigar before. I didn't necessarily enjoy it that much. I thought it was a little muted in the flavors, but the drink brought out a lot more uh, of a spite, uh, a, a salty sweetness, mm -hmm. um, earthy, a um, little bit of cocoa. So I've been, I'm enjoying this tremendously now. Yeah, yeah. As you can tell I'm almost done. Yeah. But I think the, the pairing was, was really, really spot on. I, I really thought it was uh, fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. As he asked. Yeah. I, I, I concur with Paul. Actually, interestingly though, when at the more ice that melted, I think the sweeter the drink got and the more it went. Like it, it put the cigar on the forefront towards the end of it. So the more the more the, the flavors kind of got a little yeah, bit like more. Yeah, like it got like that deep leather softer, and like yeah. kind of black licorice flavor kind of toned down a little bit. You got more of that sweetness, but which I think kind of brought out that San Andreas Maduro a little mm -hmm. bit more. So towards the end, I'd say that now the drink was complimenting the cigar, and the cigar wasn't promoting the drink. Okay, Kendra. Yeah, in the, in the beginning, I was like, meh, but mm -hmm. I enjoyed it a little bit more as I got a ways down. I didn't smoke too much of the cigar, but it did get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you like the drink, though, overall? I did like the drink. I liked the drink on um, the first couple sips more than the watered-down extra sweet that you're speaking of. I liked the first bit of that. So, let me ask you this. 
if you could change any part of it, what would it be? Um, I think for if when I am going to make the syrup myself, I'd probably use a stronger coffee. I didn't get a lot of coffee notes. No, I didn't either. So I would make it like a real like coffee syrup where I'm not sure that this this was more of a like a cane sugar syrup to me mm -hmm. with very little coffee in my mind. So mm -hmm. I would say when if I was to recreate this drink, my syrup would have maybe I'd use like an intense like blend of coffee or like a French press? Yeah. yeah. We do have one of those. Yeah, good good call that. Maybe you can use the new espresso machine to create your coffee. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, all good things coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This drink is going to be better next time. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was really good. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we need to switch over to a pipe, but we're, like, in this awkward, non-techy moment where we don't really have an intermission. That's all right. So give us a minute peeps while we switch things around. And this is what we're going to be doing. The Woodford Reserve Double Oat. Some different glasses here. Yes. A wonderful big bag for you, camera. Here. So what we're doing here is 
This right here is something that we have in bulk. It's Cornell and Deals Bayou Morning. And um, it says on the bag here, not for the faint of heart, this Virginia Perique blend is composed of red and bright Virginias and 25% Perique. A Perique lover's Perique. A Perique lover's delight and one of our most popular blends. Um, it is, uh, of course, uh, Cornell and Deal vapor. There's no flavorings that are added to it. It's a ribbon cut blend. And we are pairing the Woodford uh, Double Oaked Reserve with this. And you want to tell us a little bit about it and why we're doing the Woodford tonight? So, Paul had mentioned maybe having Woodford tonight with the, the pipe. Um, and I got to thinking, uh, a very special Twins customer um, passed this week and more times than not, you would order a double of the Woodford Double Oak and a double shot of espresso. So, mm -hmm. so for me, this is kind of um, in honor of Renzo. Um, we're having double oak tonight. For Renzo. What a wonderful guy he was. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, very good. Oh. That's very nice. Uh, what do they do that makes this double oak or whatever? Well, this is a, um, a second oak barrel finish, mm -hmm. but um, I would have to look into that some, some more. I, I know that um, Woodford is typically a blend. Mm -hmm. So um, with all the different you know, barrels of bourbon that they're using to create the Woodford Double Oaked. Um, I'm not sure the story behind it, but... But it's a double... It's double, double. double oaked, yeah. Yeah, barrels. okay. Um, Paul, what's your first thought here on the um, Bayou Morning and the pairing? Well, the uh, Bayou Morning, mm -hmm. what a... This is, this is now probably... I've had this earlier, and I'll tell you, this is, I would say, one of my favorite thus far this year vapors. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, how much I love Perique, mm -hmm. specifically Virginia Perique. Um, so I got a lot of sweet, tangy citrus, uh, earthy, woody tones, mm -hmm. but that pepper note from yeah. the Perique, it's really uh, prominent. It yeah. is really, really good. And a, a nice, uh, rich spice on the retro hill. I think the uh, the Woodford um, is pairing very nicely with it. I think it's bringing out a lot more of the earthy woody tones. Mm -hmm. uh, it's maybe the, the citrus notes are still there. It's been maybe just pulled back a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think it's really, really complimentary to it. I think it's fantastic. What do you think? So I just went on the website just to read about the double barrel, double oak rather. And it says- You're a small man, aren't you? Yeah. It says- that it is a innovative approach to twice barrel bourbon creates a rich and colorful flavor of Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, uniquely matured in separate charred oak barrels. The second barrel is deeply toasted before a light charring extracts additional soft sweet oak character. Mm. And the tasting notes is 
a full body mix of vanilla, dark caramel, hazelnut, apple, fruit, and spice. I don't get the apple. Neither. I don't get the apple. <laughs> but uh, those oaky wood notes pair very well with the tobacco, I think, and mm -hmm. the spice of the perique. And, um, you know, perique brings a kind of a figgy, raisiny kind of uh, sweetness to things. And again, I think the Woodford really pairs well with yep. that. Yep. Perique is generally a tobacco that's used rather condimentally, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the pepper of the um, pipe tobacco world. You sprinkle a little bit on to create a little bit of a, of a buzz. So to have 25% perique yeah. is a lot. Yep. And uh, it's there. It's definitely there. So if you like, you know, the, the Virginias, I think, provide enough background of, of some sweet fruit and wood and hay and, and uh, some earth. But, you know, the star of this is definitely improved. Oh, yeah. I, I'm interested in what you think about, about this and how, and how it goes. Yeah, it's definitely complementing the pipe tobacco really well. It's, um, it's a little too, like, oaky and earthy for me. The drink I or think, the tobacco? I think together. Um, you know, not that it isn't enjoyable, but it's not something I would gravitate towards, right. like, to enjoy for myself. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that the, the, like, that woody, like, oakiness in the bourbon is making the pipe tobacco really stand out also in the earthiness. Mm -hmm. So... For me, like I tend to like more of like the caramel and the vanilla, like mm -hmm. notes and everything. And for me, it's almost too woody and earthy. Yeah, I think if you're like an aromatic pipe smoker, this kind of a pairing is something I wouldn't suggest someone do. Mm -hmm. But someone like me that likes Latakia and Barique, like I like it because it gives me like that fuller body, like darker pipe tobacco. It's a little bit less sweet, but that spice is being more pronounced and like get you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the finish does get like this sweet kind of oaky note, but it takes a little bit to develop to that. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, it is a pretty intense, like Paul was saying, like earthy, woody note. Yeah. And that's exactly why I don't like some of the like higher years of bourbons. Like, okay. Like say, for example, like the Knob Creek 15 that I brought to the party here. Mm -hmm. To me, that was like, too much on like the woody side, okay. where the twelve was more of that, like more vanillas and vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. What's the proof of this? Only ninety. Again, relatively light compared to what we've had lately on the show. <laughs> One twenty. Yeah. Twenty five. Four hundred proof. Yeah. 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 Well, Nick, Nick, Nick would have been disappointed. God bless his incarcerated soul. <laughs> um, last week we kind of had a little discussion on um, why you should maybe think about buying um, your cigars or pipe tobacco now for Christmas and Thanksgiving because uh, there's so much problem in getting the supply at the store so when you see what you want don't think that it's going to be there a month or two from now. Just get it now and put it away and wait for it. And frankly, that's a, that's a better way 
at least for me, I, I like doing my shopping along the way so that it's not like, especially having, you know, I have my wife, I have the three girls, and then our anniversary is December 29th, and then her birthday, my wife's birthday is January 3rd. So December, that, that end of December, beginning of the new year, is a very expensive time for me. So spreading that out, you know, so that you're not all just dumping a bunch. So it's good to do anyway, at least in, in my experience. But, um, you know, one of the things we kind of hinted at was, you know, there, there are several different reasons why it's been hard to get stuff. And one of those, which we kind of focused on last time, was there's just a it's very hard to get stuff into the country right now. For whatever reason, um, there's a bunch of ships off the coast of um, California just waiting to get everything that you want into port. And it's not happening very fast. And uh, so there's, there's a problem getting stuff here. Um, what I wanted to talk about tonight was something I read that talks about another piece of that puzzle, in our industry anyway, and that is that the, the cigar industry is really in the midst of a huge boom. You know, a lot of businesses really suffered with COVID. That's not the case with cigars. And um, I'm looking at an article from Cigar Aficionado magazine that came out uh, just under, well, about three weeks ago, and saying that uh, cigar, and the title is Cigar Shipments to the U.S. up more than 60% for the first six months of 2021. And it's just a little three-paragraph thing here. It says, uh, the American premium cigar market shows no signs of cooling. The latest numbers for premium cigar imports, which were just released, were up 63.3% for the first six months of the year to 210 million cigars. The num June numbers were up 29.3% over the previous year. There are three major producers of premium cigars in the world, and each one showed gains in June. Honduran shipments to the U.S. were up 33.3% to 7.6 million cigars. Dominican shipments rose 31.4% to 11.3 million. And Nicaraguan shipments rose to 19.7 million cigars, a 26.3% gain over the same month in 2020. Just about everything has been affected by the pandemic, and cigars are no exception. Coronavirus outbreaks and disease control measures impacted the production and distribution of cigars, especially in the spring of 2020, making it more likely that the first half of 2021 would show an increase in shipments. But the pandemic also fueled a burning desire for cigars. <laughs> I see what you did there. An unexpected boom that so far hasn't let up. Cigar fans found more occasions to smoke while many newcomers picked up the hobby for the first time. Cigar shipments soared in 2020, particularly in the second half of the year, and continue to boom in 2021. In 2020, 361 million cigars were shipped to the United States, numbers that rivaled the 1990s boom. So, you know, when shipping is up like that and you're having double-digit growth, 20% growth, 30% growth, you know, 40% growth, I'm... Um, even if you have everything in place and you have the distribution, 
it's hard to keep up with that. And so, you know, but one of the things that I've noticed, you know, and, and maybe you've noticed this too in the liberal realm uh, upstairs, is that when you get stuff, it's a lot of times you're missing the stuff that you wanted the most. And why do you think that is? Why, you know, it's like, you know, um, take, take Perdomo, for instance. You know, we, we saw a lot of the Connecticut um, um, Gordos and Epicures and Robustos. And what shows up are Churchills and Torpedoes and other sizes. And not that they don't sell and not that I'm not knocking the cigars, but that's not what I'm talking about. But the sizes and, th and things that are the most popular don't seem to be coming as quickly as stuff that doesn't necessarily move as fast or is not the size or shape or wrap of the cigar that people are looking for. And is that just me? Are you guys seeing the same thing? So is something similar happening up at the bar with drinks and, and, and spirits. Yeah. I'm going to hit the nail on the head here. So I was um, I was talking to Nick from Drew Estate, um, their rep, about Liga Privada. And then a lot of the reps we've had on the show mm -hmm. are kind of telling us about, you know, how, you know, customers kind of get mad at them. So like, hey, why don't you bring this stuff in? And he's like, you know, I'm not rolling this stuff, you know? And, and kind of, I'll pull a quote from Fuente just because you know how I am, but it's the, the one thing that they <laughs> say, the one thing that they say is that they would never rush the hands of time. Now, as cliche as that is, the thing that I think a lot of consumers forget is you don't just grow a tobacco plant, roll it and sell it. Because in that case, to Dave's point, you'd smell ammonia in the box, you know? <laughs> so the thing that... I've come to real so I, to your point of like you know getting sizes and on point popular, a lot of the cigars that we're getting shipped in now probably have been aging and have been made since before that sixty percent increase. So that you know when they start compensating for that, they're doing that now, and the product you see like months from now is going to be what they did differently in their production. And I, I think I mean we're not going to list brands, but there's definitely some brands. I've had in the past year that you can tell they tried kind of upping production during COVID and you can see the result of it and it's not a status like, you know, a satisfactory product, product. So it's, that's really, I think what it is. And, you know, cigars, they get, they get made, they get put away for X amount of time, Perdermo especially, like they're, you know, champagnes, I think it's like, what, three-year age Connecticut wrappers. So well, they, the wrapper is, not the cigar. Yeah, I know, but the wrapper is. So a lot of these cigars, especially Liga Provada, I think they put those away for at least six to eight months before shipping them out after they're made. So it's like you can't just push something out because the demand's there because then the product's not going to be ready. And the reason why the cigars everyone wants is what's not there is because those are typically the companies that don't cut those corners. So. That's right. I mean, you, you can take Liga Provada. They only make so many of those cigars per day. That's, that's based on what we understand, what we have been told by them. They, they will not make infinite amounts of them. They only have so much of the wrapper, they only have so much of the fill, they're only gonna make so many per day. And, and then everyone wants them. So they're gonna be, 
know, few here, few there. We're we're no different from many other retailer. We yeah. we've been, you know, struggling with with inventory on just about every line in the humidor. Um, Charter Oak is another one. You know, mm -hmm. the Connecticut Broadleaf, Connecticut wrapper. They, it's always backwards because again, there's only so much Connecticut Broadleaf that they can harvest at any one time, any mm -hmm. one in any one year. Same with the uh, the Connecticut. Don't forget the Connecticut River Valley has seen a decrease in the amount of of yield, but now everyone wants their different their, their wrapper, mm -hmm. so they can only make so much at a time. And if everyone wants those cigars, there's going to be, you know, like you say, there's going to be a few sizes that will not be available as much as others. Yeah, well, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. It, it, it to, to kind of back you guys up is that, you know, let's say, you know, in 2019 there were 10 people looking for a particular cigar. Yeah. By the end of 2020, there are 15 people looking for that cigar. Right. Now there's 17 or 18 people looking for that cigar. Mm -hmm. There's that's one of the reasons. It's not that it's no longer available. It's that they've they've all they're all gone. Right. And it's not possible to keep up with that kind of growth. And then you compound that with it's hard to get wood for boxes. It's hard to get stuff shipped over. It's more expensive. There's less opportunities. You've got factories that are still working at way under capacity, mm -hmm. and a lot of factories are having to train new people, and there's all sorts of problems that come with that, you know, from, from and not necessarily because people left, but because they need more people to roll the cigars. But you have to train those people, and so there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's not, so is it really that, that, there is a shortage, or is it more that there's so many people who are using it now that it looks like there's a shortage? I mean, what what industry would plan for a six percent increase? Mm. What what industry would plan for a four percent increase? I don't think there's many out there that would no. be planned for it. You know, the cigar industry was doing what maybe ten percent on average every year. Maybe. I don't even. Th I think that's industrious. Yeah. I mean, ten percent growth in retail business is, is outrageous. You're looking for three, three, four percent. That's a really good year, right? You know, uh, you know, and, and I think you're seeing it. You know, a lot of cigar shops. I know we've seen it. We're busier. You know, it's it's. Uh, you know, the this year versus last year versus 2019 versus 2018. I mean, the numbers are just too good. Don't forget this year, like we talked about before, is people have done, they wanted to do things that they couldn't do last year. Mm -hmm. And they, and a lot of people succeeded in doing that, regardless of whether it was something across the country, whether it was something local, they always wanted to do something that they couldn't do last year. And what's the best way in our world that people can celebrate, you know, the freedoms and all that, mm -hmm. for the cigar, for the drink? Mm -hmm. And the liquor, liquor area, I'm sure the liquor industry has seen a boom. God knows that there was no shortage of liquor last year, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one thing that people could count on. I don't on. think people would stand for they liquor would. shortage. They didn't, they, they didn't miss a beat. Mm -hmm. and, and the cigar industry didn't either. I mean, you know, they're doing the best they can. Like you say, Pat, they don't want to rush it. Mm -hmm. They can't rush it because if, I mean, we've, we've all seen this is where we must have come across a specific cigar or whatever that might not have been as good as it was in previous years, regardless if that was just a, a fault of 
right. someone rolling it, or maybe they, maybe they push the boundaries mm -hmm. a little bit. But in, in essence, you can't push, and it's an agricultural product. You can right. eat time, you have to give it time. Yeah. There's only so much, thing, there's only so you much. Can't you, rush know, you, can't, you can't rush from the nation. Now, is this happening in your realm too? You could go to the store to get some supplies for the bar and it'll be the most random things out of stock. Woodford Double Oaked was out of stock for at least a month and they said that was because of a glass shortage. So, and also like bottles of beer, we've, we've mm -hmm. now, we now carry Miller Lite aluminum cans because of like the glass shortage. Yes. It's not available right now. Mm -hmm. We're out of Guinness and that is our number one selling beer and that is... Out of Guinness? Uh, Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Like all together out of Guinness? Like no Guinness? No Guinness. We have can. Well, we're probably out of them now though. Wow. Now is that a production issue or is that a shipping issue? Or is that a can issue? Or is that a... Well, well, well I'm talking draft. Cakes. So yeah. Cakes of beer. So is that a shipping issue or is that going back to Ireland and saying this is a production issue? Or is there now a nitrogen shortage? <laughs> no, we could. Yeah, I, I don't know. But um, we're going to put the order in and it I would say, I would say, we get me not really knowing, I would, I would speculate that it's shipping. Shipping, issue. yeah. Sitting on a boat. Sitting on a boat somewhere. 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 Well, thank God we have like 45 million little microbreweries here in New Hampshire. <laughs> I know, but again, it's our number one selling beer. Mm. And no Guinness is like that. the end of the world for the customers at Twin Smoke Shop. It's like. Are there, are there things that, that you're offering as seconds to that? Well, we ordered cans, but now as we're closing out this past weekend, I'm sure, because I wasn't actually at Right now, we have Budweiser and bottles, yes. It's so funny, because I years ago, I, I my friend owned a bar, and mm -hmm. I used to help him out every, every couple of days, whatever, right? and there would be guys who would not settle for anything less than Budweiser and a bottle. You could offer it in a can, you could offer it on tap, they would say no, it has to come in a bottle. What difference does that make? It's because what they were used to, maybe they feel like they taste better. Do you have any customers that want to have specific beer yeah I've had, um, I've had people decline the Miller Lite aluminum can bottle so it's like shaped like a bottle but yeah. it's aluminum yeah. I've had people decline that like oh no no they want a bottle they want a bottle, want a bottle. Okay. so this will help it and do you notice a difference in taste between the glass and the aluminum I don't typically drink beer but um I'm not surprised Working yeah, I mean, in the past, I've, I've drank plenty of beers, but I haven't explored like a bottle of beer versus a can of beer side by side. And, you know, I have no idea what the difference in taste is. I'll just trust those guys. That could be a good podcast episode. What? Bottle, bottle beer bottle versus, versus can beer? beer. Yeah, <laughs> the coffee episode. Hmm? Do that to be your coffee. Maybe. We've already done coffee. Not me. No, we do it with Scott. Scotty. You guys should bring that new espresso machine over here. Yes. That wouldn't be a bad idea. 
changed our mind. We want it over there. <laughs> well, I'll go back to the point that you, you mentioned last week when mm -hmm. Paul was talking about it, about get what you want now because it may not be there. Is, yes. So when we had, honestly, what was it, like, it, was, it was months ago, last time we had a decent amount of Liga Provada number nines. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was a couple months ago before this past week when we got some yeah, because we, we have, I don't know what it is now, because I haven't been there for a few days, but we have the Corona, the Robusto, and the Corona Double. Mm -hmm. So, the, the Corona Liga number 9 is my favorite one. I love that thing. And I told myself when we had them last time, I'll come in next week and get a few of them. Gone. Yeah. Haven't seen them since we got them in this past week. And I know we're not doing boxes for that, because we only got, like, I think, one box of each side or something. Mm -hmm. So, it goes back to the point of, like, if that's a cigar that you like, you see it, get it, because don't be like me where I waited a week and then mm -hmm. I didn't see them until two to three months later. And that goes for almost everything. I mean, it is, yeah. it's, it's always a random, like the, um, what is that customer want? Like the tobacco um, lounge editions, like those yeah. box press ones. Like we haven't had those in, I All think. All year. All year long. Yeah, since 2021. It's, yeah. it's just like random yeah. cigars that we don't, when it's weird, like last last year for, um, you know, talking about pipe tobacco, the the Cornell Indio Sun Bear, got loads of that. It was a big hit the year before. I made sure I had plenty of it last year, and it sold. But it kind of hung around. There was there was enough left, and and then this year's Sun Bear came out. I got the same amount of stuff. And what was left of last year and all of this year is already gone. Whereas that lasted all the way into the spring, really before. Then you have the and so it's, and people I've had people asking today, do you have any of that left? It was sold out weeks ago. I've had people constantly asking for the Southern Thirteen Hammer. The, the pandemonium. pandemonium, like the 80 gauge, the 80 gauge. And the 70 gauge, and we haven't had the, the, the 80 baton. gauge. Yeah, we haven't had. <laughs> That since I think like mm -hmm. mid twenty twenty or something. I haven't yeah, seen no, it. Seventy by eight and a half. Is that the one that Jimmy that's, smokes? That's what you want. Um, Jimmy smokes the seventy by six. I think. He does like the six seven. Yeah, the pan. Yeah, that the, the pandemonium. Is pandemonium like is like a club. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a really. Club. It's like a baton. Yeah, you can beat somebody. And I, it's like I think what is it like eight to ten bucks? And it's a pretty big cigar. I think that's why people like it. But yeah, they think it's it's a value thing. They yeah, we have something that's you know bigger than your you know face, your whole head, and you know, it's only ten bucks. How do you even smoke that? Well, you've seen very the was up very like the eight eighties. Very awkward. And there's a nine ninety coming out too. It's being shipped. I don't know if we're getting it, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. But it's just, and uh, we had like Louisville Slugger. There was a month period that we didn't have like the acid blondie bellicosos, and we have them now. But that yeah. was another one that we randomly ran out of that people mm -hmm. suddenly wanted. The leather rose. Leather rose was another one. Yeah. yeah how how far down in that store boxes have we already gone? It's funny it, it slowed down a little bit, so we get plenty left. Mm. 
I still think it'll be done way before. Oh yeah. There. No. So again, what Pat was saying is that if you are looking for a specific cigar and you see it in the humidor now, buy it now because yeah. there's a good chance that you might not see it till after the holidays are over. Right. Um, ready for a little would you rather? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a simple one tonight. Um, would you rather do this kind of little round table format again or would you rather forget it that it never happened? No, I like the round table. I think we should bring it back, Not maybe not every week, but we should definitely keep it in some type of rotation. I think it's, I think this is a nice, you know, more casual yeah. Setup. I, I, mm. I, I, I hope it comes out really good. I mean, I, I think this is a, 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 Have a, look a nice, nice change. Like yeah, I think it's a nice change. Kendra looks like she's like 12 feet away, but that's that's the other thing. So. I'm not. I know. It's, uh, but you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Did you did you like this kind of format here, or did you? You prefer being at the table and and um, all that. I like it like this. You like it like this. I like it like this. I like it like this. <laughs> I like it like that. Big headphones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And day of not chiming in with sausage group every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been relatively quiet today. It has been quiet tonight. But it's been a nice change. Has it been a nice change? Yes, and, yeah. I, and I would love to see this come back. Okay. What about you, Pat? What do you think? Cool if we found a way to do something like this, like when it's nice outside, find a way to do it outside. Yeah. Well, that's another eight months away, so yeah, we got time to. Yeah, we got time to think about it. We could do a show on the deck. I was gonna say deck. I don't want to piss you off though. <laughs> I didn't want to take any of your control away. <laughs> well, now that it was her idea, see, now she can be in total control. Mm -hmm. Right by the fire pit. Yeah, and then his tripod can sit at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it works. People have said that the, that the uh, audio is good. Yeah, can hear. So that's fine. That actually brings up an interesting idea about doing it on the deck mm -hmm. in front of the fireplace. Mm. Maybe what we need to do is do it midwinter when there's like no snow. We're all bundled up. Get the fireplace going. Doesn't give off that much heat. Well, we could do an episode. We were on. We're in our jackets. We can wear our winter jackets, and we can just do a little. You know, we can you shape the the, the bench there, that the little, mm -hmm. those little cushions there, the couch there, and one of the, um, the one of the Tobacco's University things says that when it's winter, a good idea is to get people on like a larger gauge cigar since it holds up better outside. You kind of get more of that flavor and the heat on the cigar if you kind of keep it lit. So it'd be so kind of cool. Want to do a pandemonium? No, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, if we get the if we get the Asylum 990, yeah. then we can do it. We can go train a felony with it before too. But I mean, no, I think it'd be kind of cool doing a winter episode outside, trying yeah. to find a cigar that can you can enjoy outside when it's freezing. It won't be a Connecticut reference. So obviously, sure. you no. can't do like a Lancera or something like no. that. You have to do no, I'm not saying you gotta do like an 80 or 70 gauge, but something. Thank that. You. I mean, like a 6x60 meat burrito or something. You know, I mean, that makes stuff. me uncomfortable. I don't know about it. There's no 80 gauge cigar. Not that we, maybe we should sometime, but 
Uh, we've done a 70 on the show before. We've done the pandemonium we've set. Done the pan- 70, yeah. yeah, we've done that. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a lot. It wasn't bad. No, it, was, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good day to connect. It's probably gone by the halfway point. I smoke this all the time. It's totally in my rotation. I've smoked hundreds of these just in the last week. <laughs> I hand them out of prison. <laughs> wow. Now, next Monday on Not Just Blowing Smoke, um, it's going to be another kind of special episode. Usually, uh, the way things work, and I guess this was another exception. We, we try and work out the pairing before the show happens. In this case, you know, this is Kendra, the potion master. If she tells us the pairing's going to work, we just trust her. All right? We have that kind, of, that kind of implicit trust in her fantastic abilities. Next week, however, um, we are not coming with a prepared pairing. We are having some friends from the 603 Brewery show up with us and we have a cigar, we have a pipe tobacco, the cigar is going to be the Perdomo 10th Anniversary Reserve Sun Grown Churchill and Cornell and Deal's uh, small batch Carolina Red Flake with Perique that just came out and they're going to bring a bunch of beers from their brewery and we're going to have two or three beers with each thing, the cigar and the tobacco, and we're all going to talk about which beer pairs best, why and why not, what we like best, and come up with a pairing for it. So that's going to be a really good episode, and we hope Dave's back by that time, but if he's not, you can just watch us drink a six-pack of beer while we're doing the show, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be so much fun. Anyway, thanks for being with us tonight. Hope you enjoyed the uh, special format here, and we'll be back next week. Bye. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.